Hi there. I want to take just a few minutes to share with you something I have for you today that is fresh in my heart and mind and I hope it will bring encouragement and maybe even challenge to you as well. I, I don't know about you, but I, I find it helpful to be reminded of how God is as our Heavenly Father. I never get tired of hearing that. When we were talking to Richard Keeble from Epic Dad, uh, he was talking to us about his heart for fathers because many fathers feel like they're a failure as a dad. I definitely resonate with that. Many times I felt like I haven't been the dad that my kids really deserve. I've not always been there for them. I've not always been who I could be for them. And I, it can feel like a failure. And Richard talked about having more epic wins than epic failures. And that's a great encouragement. But my message today is not just for those dads out there, although it is for you. But the message is also for all of, all of us as children. And I want us to think about how we relate to God as our Father. Because you know what? God is waiting for us. Now we all, we're all aware we haven't met our parents' standards at a different point. And I'm not talking in my own experience necessarily about the messy nappies or knocking things over. Although there was a time I've heard a story about, I think I was about 18 months, I was only just toddling, where I ruined my parents' social plans by knocking myself out, by running headlong into the corner of a wall. Uh, thankfully, my dad resuscitated me. Thanks, Dad, if you're watching. Um, and not those kind of things. There are lots of messes made over the time. Uh, I'm thinking about the times when actually I, I lied to my parents. And I did that a lot at one stage in my childhood. Or when I stole from my mum's purse without her realising to go and buy sweets at the local shop. Or, or perhaps the times when I've just completely let them down, like the embarrassment of me getting into the wrong crowd and causing vandalising damage and getting in trouble with the police. And my parents have had to endure a lot. And if you're watching this, mum and dad, thank you. But I'm aware that many times I've failed as a child. And that's just to not meet your standards, let alone to meet God's. If you are today watching this and you're just aware of your own failures and flaws, this message is for you. But honestly, friends, if, if you think you're all right and everything is fine, this message really isn't going to speak to you. I want to talk to you as a story that Jesus famously told from the Gospel of Luke. Now, Dr. Luke wrote an account of the life of Jesus. And in that, he included many of his stories, his parables. And this parable is sometimes called the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son. And many people have shown how this is a picture for how God's people, Israel, uh, had wandered away from the God who created them, called them to himself. And how God longs for them like a father. You know, God is a good father. And I say today, God is waiting for us. In this story, you may have heard it many times. If you have heard it many times, please don't check out. I believe this has been an encouragement to you and a challenge as well. In this story, Jesus says there's a father with two sons. The older son stays home. He's a, he's a good son, if you like. He stays at home and he carries on helping run the family business. The younger son, very rudely, uh, he goes to his dad and he says, I want all my inheritance now. It's like wishing him dead. It's a huge offence. And, uh, and the father gives him his inheritance and 
The younger son runs away and squanders it, uh, wastes it on prostitutes and ends up not even able to eat the, the food from the pigsty. And, uh, and so he returns, he repents and he turns and changes direction and he goes back home. And interestingly in this story, and this is where I want to focus, the posture of the father speaks to us today. And this is what the father, this is what it says. So the young man returned, this is from Luke 15 verse 20. So he returned home to his father and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming filled with love and compassion. That's the father that we sing about and that we worship. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you. And I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, quick, Bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He's lost, but now he's found. So the party began, the great barbecue, the biggest barbecue in, in the Bible. I'm, I, I'm hoping that actually, uh, I'm hoping the weather stays dry and I'll get the spatula out myself and light the barbecue. Well, the father in the story says, look, light the barbecue, get the beef on, because this is actually, this is a, something to celebrate, a huge party. The whole estate is involved, the music's playing, you could smell the smoke from the barbecue, they're having a great party. But, and this is the sad part of the story, the oldest son comes and he can smell the barbecue a while off and he can hear the party music and he comes back and, and the, the father says, brilliant, come, come and enjoy the party because your brother was lost and now he's found. Do you know, some of us, we find ourselves even engaged in the life of church or even singing songs of churchy songs, but the joy isn't there. Well, for the older brother, the joy just isn't there. He doesn't really get it. In fact, he's jealous. And he had the privilege all along of being in the father's house and enjoying the fullness of time with the father, but it hadn't really connected with his heart. And then the most tragic scene is how this story ends. And the father is outside of the party, spatula in hand, if you like, saying, come on, come in. The steak is fine. And this is what it says in verse 31. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. Now that's such a profound story because of the picture it paints of how God for is for us as our father, not just father to Israel, but now because of Jesus. Now he can be our father, he's our father. And the title for my talk today is really simple, RSVP. And that comes from the French, respondez s'il vous plaît. And it's a French term that as you, many of you all know this, if you send an invitation out and you want to know who's gonna respond, you put RSVP on it. I love getting invitations to weddings and parties. In fact, many times when I've had the barbecue uh, going at the back of our house in, during lockdown, I would have loved to have uh, texted some people say, come on, do you want to come over? And you need to know, you want to know who's going to join you. Well, God is our heavenly father and the barbecue's going and the party is going and he, he, he waits for us to respond. 
He's waiting for us to respond. You see, he won't drag us. He won't force us. He invites us. And he waits for us to grow. He waits for us to learn. And he waits for us to grow closer and to return to him. I also believe he waits for us to admit our failings. To admit our need for his forgiveness. He waits for us to respond. And if you like Jesus, through the cross and resurrection, Jesus is like the walking, talking invitation back to our Heavenly Father. And the RSVP is not just for a party, of course, it's to come home. God the Father says, come home to me. You are invited, come along. I know you've failed, but I sent Jesus to bring forgiveness for the failing so you can now come and return. You see, God is waiting for us to admit our failings, but he's also waiting for us to soften our hearts. Now, as you're watching this, you might fall broadly into two groups. You may be part of those who celebrate the goodness of God, that when we sing songs about the goodness of him as a father, something in our hearts shines and, and we want to say, yeah, and you're in the party. I'd encourage you, stay in the party. However difficult life can be, you and I have been accepted into the household of God, into the great party of eternity. Let's stay in the party and keep celebrating the grace, the free gift of that invitation in Jesus. Maybe you're watching this actually, and for you, the songs don't mean anything. Maybe you've been visiting our services online, maybe you've kind of dipped in and out of church and and it doesn't really grab you. And maybe something's hard. Maybe some Christians have let you down. I know what that's like. Maybe the church has let you down. I know many people find themselves just pushed away rather than invited in. Almost like the older brother kind of pushed you away. I want to say, no, no, no. Please understand today, God the Father invites you and he says, come to me. Return to me. RSVP, respond ACB play, please respond to this invitation. And when we take communion, we celebrate the beautiful fact that Jesus has made a way. When we take communion, we remind ourselves that we can accept that invitation. And in accepting that invitation, we can experience the love of God, our Heavenly Father, forever. So finally, I want to say to you, If you're in the party, keep partying and enjoying God as your father. And if you're not, don't get stuck outside. Because one day, the New Testament tells us, one day that door's going to shut. But for now, the door is held open. And Jesus himself is saying, come in. Use my name. Come in and enjoy the party of heaven. Isn't it amazing that our God is such a loving father that he waits for us. Amen.